Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls, Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. Uh, And we got all of the guys today, Neil and Roger and John, myself, Bob. Guys, how are you today? Great. Doing great, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Good. Looking forward to to this week. And actually, here's what we're going to be talking about this week, folks. In the first half of the podcast, we're going to talk about the tremendous victory that Alliance Defending Freedom had with 303 Creative and Lori Smith before the Supreme Court. We're going to be talking with Senior Counsel for ADF, Jake Warner, in just a moment. So we're going to discuss this and the implications of this. What kind of precedent does this set? How much of a protection does this give for all different kinds of Christian businesses? business owners and so uh and and what are some of the strategies the other side might still use trying to go forward so we'll get all of the legal analysis on that in the first half in the second half of this podcast we're going to talk about the movie sound of freedom and the incredible success that this movie's having i know we touched on it last week of course but uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper into it and the criticism and the attacks against, oh, it's QAnon right-wing conspiracy theory stuff. And I was like, oh, all right. So we're going to dive into that in the second half. Also, as we go through this podcast, I want to remind you, folks, you can support a preborn financially at any time through this podcast, or for that matter, any time. 24-7. Remember, Preborn is a pro-life group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. But it takes money to show these images, okay? $28 is the average cost to save one baby's life, to stop one abortion through Preborn. Would you give right now today $28 times fill in the blank? Whatever that number is, that'll be the number of babies that you literally save their lives. $28 times whatever that number is. 10 babies, 100 babies, whatever you can afford. Here's how you give. Go online right now to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Just click on Preborn. You can give there. And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing for overhead. So CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn. Or you can call right now, 833-850-BABY, and talk to a real-life person 24-7. So call now, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable podcast when you call. So, guys... Let's talk about the 303 creative case. This was a tremendous victory that came down just what, a couple of weeks ago or so. And our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, were there uh, fighting this case in the Supreme Court. It was a 6-3 to three victory. And I'm still trying to figure out the three who voted no. Well, okay, would those three also then say that a Muslim web designer should be forced to have to design Muhammad as a false prophet.com with cartoon images of Muhammad. For that matter, would a gay web designer have to be forced to design a, a website, homosexuality is a sin.com or so-called quote unquote gay conversion therapy website? Of course not. Everybody knows better than that. So I, I don't know what those three would say about that. But ADF won this tremendous victory on behalf of all of us in this country. Uh, Jake Warner serves as senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom's appellate team, and he joins us all now. Jake, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much. Congratulations on a tremendous victory. Uh, we appreciate everything that you folks do at ADF. And so, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about the case. If you would just give us a little bit of background on the case, what led us to this point, and then we'll just kind of open up the floor for any of the guys to ask you whatever questions they want to. Sure. Well, about seven years ago, Lori Smith, she's a Colorado web designer. She owns her own business, 303 Creative. Uh, she wanted to expand her business and start designing custom websites that celebrate God's design for marriage between a man and a woman. But Lori lives in Colorado. When she looked around, she saw that her state was prosecuting artists like her. Think of Jack Phillips at Masterpiece Cake oh, yeah. Shop. Colorado prosecuted him all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, trying to force him to say things he doesn't believe, especially about marriage. So Lori wondered, could my state come after me? Uh, so she called us up here at Alliance Defending Freedom and uh, asked about her rights. And uh, we told her that she was at risk, um, that Colorado officials would uh, try to force her to say things that she doesn't believe. So she had a pretty hard choice. She could change her beliefs, she could curb her business, or she could challenge an unjust law. So that's what she did. Uh, she challenged this unjust law, but unfortunately in lower courts, uh, lower courts ruled that Colorado could force her to create custom websites promoting messages that she doesn't believe. So we appealed uh, all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, which heard that case last December. And then just last month, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of Lori Smith and 303 Creative upholding the freedom of all Americans to say what they believe without fear of government punishment. It said that Colorado couldn't force artists to say things that they don't believe. The First Amendment forbids that. Right. Now, you mentioned the Jack Phillips case, and uh, although that was a tremendous victory uh, for Jack Phillips and his bakery, uh, as you know, Counselor, that was kind of a narrow victory. It, was, it didn't really cast a wide net as far as precedent setting. It was more narrow for him in his particular case and uh, Colorado and the way that they discriminated against him specifically. Does the Lori Smith case in 303 Creative, is this a an industry-wide precedent that's been set? In other words, could some Oregon uh, photographer who's a Christian use this case to not be forced by the state of Oregon to have to photograph gay weddings, or are each of these cases going to have to be handled individually? 303 Creative is the law of the land now, and what it means is that whenever you have an artist who is engaged in speech and they are asked to promote a message through their custom expression uh, that they don't believe, uh, the First Amendment protects them. The government can't force them to promote that message. So no matter whether you're in Oregon, Colorado, or some other state, you have the right to say what you believe without fear of government punishment. All right, so some local DA, some prosecutor will say in Colorado, or for that matter, Michigan or California, they would not really have any grounds to say, well, this is an apples and oranges case because we got this Christian business here and they're discriminating. And we say that that's different than the 303 creative case. Uh, what you're saying is a 303 creative case should provide enough cover for all different kinds of Christian businesses? That's exactly right. 303 creative should provide tremendous okay. cover. The key question in all of these cases moving forward is, 
is the government trying to force someone to express a message that they don't believe? So whenever there is right. speech, whenever the government's trying to do that, 303 Creative provides a clear answer. Government can't. All right. And now, of course, Neil Boron, Neil Boron live out of Buffalo, New York. Roger Marsh, the bottom line out of the People's Republic, Republic of California. John Rush, Rush Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, guys, any questions that you might have? And I know, John, you're right there in the heart of this, okay, what's been going on right. in, in Colorado. Uh, your thoughts and, and questions for the counselor. Well, and I'm not, I'm a business owner outside of all the things I do radio wise, which you guys all know, and I think most of the listeners do. And Jake, yeah, thank you very much for what you guys are doing for on behalf of all of us in the business community. I'm not an artist, so th some of this probably doesn't apply to me, but I'm, I'm a guy, and you guys have heard me talk about this in the past, I'm a guy that feels like we live in enough of a free market today with social media and the web and all the things that we've got going on that, frankly, I don't really care what businesses do when it comes to discrimination because if they're doing it in a way that will, in fact, affect their business, then it'll affect their business, they'll go broke, and they won't be around anyways. We, we don't need government interference when it comes to what people are doing in regards to what customers they service and what customers they don't. So thank you, Jake, for doing this. I mean, this, this is huge when it comes to the artistic end of things. I guess in my world as an owner of a non-artistic business, Jake, I wish this applied to everything else. I know it can't, and those will have to be taken up you know, individually as time goes by. I just wish it applied to every business blanket-wise. Yeah, well, that would, that would certainly be great. Jake, your thoughts? Yeah, and I think uh, you know, it's critical to understand that uh, you know, Lori Smith, Jack Phillips, they're artists. Uh, what 303 Creative does is that it protects them from government forcing them to say things that they don't believe. Uh, you know, artists like them, they serve everyone. They just can't promote every message through their custom art. So uh, 303 Creative is a broad win, but it's a broad win for free speech. So mm -hmm. the speech component is critical here. Yeah. Oh, really, really Jake, quick, Jake, when it comes to like all of us that are in the, we're, we're kind of artists in a way on the air and we do different things on a daily basis and we talk about things that in some cases especially the four of us that maybe a lot of other stations wouldn't even talk about would this apply to us or do you specifically have to be a you know creative artistic type business 303 creative protects anyone who is speaking uh, so uh, that could be a lone individual it could be uh, a small business owner uh, it could be anyone who engages in speech whenever the government is trying to force you to say something you don't believe 303 creative okay. stands there to protect you okay yeah, guys that's huge given the what the four of us do on totally. a daily basis as well yeah. so this really even impacts each one of us well that does matter actually because here in michigan they're trying to pass this so-called hate crimes legislation and alter it here which uh, would would say that people can be charged and even face prison time if someone is is made to quote feel like right. they were threatened or right. feel like based on their feelings like are you kidding me you know so uh, that is extremely subjective uh jake i want to make sure we're clear are you saying that that 303 creative could be used as a legal defense against some of these some of these left-wing pushes like they're trying to do here in Michigan for free speech. Well, it sounds like the US Supreme Court might have addressed that very issue in another case this term. Uh, focusing less on the feelings of the listener, more on the intentions of the speaker. Uh, but 303 Creative does protect uh, all speakers. 
Um, you know, the Supreme Court recognized that uh, even when uh, folks believe that speech is misguided or offensive, um, our nation's answer is tolerance, not coercion. That's an exact line mm. from the 303 Creative mm. Opinion. No, you, by the way, guys, no one, this is the first really even we've talked about this in this manner. I've not read a single news piece anywhere, Jake, that explains what you just said. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a huge win, and, and, and I think it's important to say that this is a win for all Americans. You highlighted earlier Amen. in your show that this protects uh, people who disagree with Lori and Jack Phillips on some of life's biggest issues. The government shouldn't force anyone uh, to say things that they don't believe, and that includes the website designer who identifies as LGBT or the Muslim artist or right. uh, the atheist musician. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I just ask a question here quick? And Jay, congratulations, obviously. And we love the work of Alliance Defending Freedom. We're so grateful for all of you. But, you know, for those of us that don't, we're not, we're not attorneys. We don't understand the nuances of the law. I'm just curious if when Lori Smith first reached out to you, if that was, um, you know, just a lucky break or really wise strategy. Like, is there any... Is there any advantage to heading this stuff off in sort of a preemptive way? Because she was reaching out to you before there was any real official dispute happening, or maybe she felt like there was something on the horizon. Maybe you can address that, because I know there's been some concern about how this all really came about, and was there did she really have standing and everything. But I, I think it's really interesting that she said, hey, look, I'm a creative business. I think this could happen to me. Um, is that wise strategy or a, a lucky break? It's absolutely wise strategy. Um, if you look at our nation's history, pre-enforcement challenges are a hallmark of our civil rights legacy. Um, you know, people on the political right and the political left have used pre-enforcement challenges to vindicate their constitutional rights dating back uh, decades. So this is a, uh, a long-standing and strategy that's a really good thing because Americans shouldn't be facing fines and punishment and in some cases jail time before they understand their constitutional rights. I mean consider where Lori was. She looked around and saw her state prosecuting Jack Phillips all the way up to the US Supreme Court. Jack's been in court over 10 years now. Now, Lori shouldn't have to go through that kind of harassment before she understands what the First Amendment protects when it comes to her speech. Hey, Jake, a quick question about, uh, speaking of Jack Phillips, this is Roger Marsh with the Bottom Line Show in, in the People's Republic of California, and we are cheering on your victory as well because uh, that preemptive uh, challenge uh, gives us all hope that there is a time, you know, to, to take this proactively to the courts and, uh, and, and stand up for religious liberty. In Jack's case, you guys did such a great job of delineating between the artistry and the actual product. You know, Jack said, you could come into Masterpiece Cake Shop, shop and buy any of my cakes. That's, we, we would love for you to come in and buy the cakes. The question is, how do you want them decorated? And I think in Lori's case, same type of deal. There are scores of web designers who'd be more than happy to put together a wedding site. I know when my wife Lisa and I got married four years ago, we went to a site and we didn't really like it. I mean, the, it was just kind of, you know, for the, uh, here's where we're putting pictures, invitations, guest registry, stuff like that. You know, people could RSVP through it. But we also knew that site also did the same sex deals too. And we just thought, well, you know, they don't have to go to those pages. But looking at the case, you know, on its merits, 
I mean, in all honesty, just from what I've read, it makes the lower court decisions look really foolish and even spiteful and vindictive, you know, I mean, in terms of the way they were going mm -hmm. after Lori and the way they've gone after Jack. And now Jack has had similar challenges. Are you, uh, you're, you're getting a lot of venom going toward Lori, you know, with regard to her victory. Are you anticipating the same type of legal challenges uh, that Jack Phillips has been getting over the past five years in Lori's direction as well? We certainly hope not. If you look back over the past 10 years, certainly what we have seen uh, are activists and government officials misusing state law to try to punish people they disagree with. And Jack Phillips is a perfect example of a victim of that. Um, you know, we're still representing Jack Phillips in court in this third case now, and we're very hopeful that 303 Creative uh, means that uh, he uh, will win that case, that the government can't uh, punish him for declining to create a custom cake promoting messages inconsistent with his beliefs. But we're certainly hopeful that uh, activists and government officials will respect the U.S. Supreme Court decision and not harass people and try to force them to say things that they don't believe. Um, because the same freedom that protects Lori Smith is the same freedom that protects them, and we hope that they see the benefits that this has for the flourishing of all Americans. Jake, this is Neil from WDCX in Buffalo. Um, just a quick question, but you, somebody mentioned the lower court thing and it's referred to at least. On what basis could the lower court conclude that people don't have freedom of speech? That is this just blatant judicial activism, or how do you explain those lower court rulings? And thank God that at least six of the nine justices came to their senses and, and agreed that Americans have freedom of speech. But, like, how does that happen in the lower courts? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a misinterpretation of the law. Uh, you know, for decades, the U.S. Supreme Court has held that, um, you know, government can't force people to say things that they don't believe. Uh, we have over 50 years of precedent. Uh, going in that direction. But lower courts uh, uh, have missed it at times uh, when deciding cases like Lori Smith's. Um, you know, they either say that the speech is conduct and, and the First Amendment doesn't protect it or, or, or whatever else they might say. But, but at bottom, they overlook the fact that the government is trying to force someone to promote a message that goes against their deepest beliefs. And our nation has never tolerated that. Yeah, you know, it, uh, forgive me, I'm not trying to be uh, irreverent here, but it, it, it almost seems like you don't have to go to law school to know that. You just have to read the Constitution. It's pretty clear. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, how dangerous is it that there are activist judges trying to force this stuff on the American people and hope, you know, people just kind of look the other way and we lose our freedom? So thank God for what you're doing. Sorry to interrupt, Bob. Go ahead. No, no, no. Absolutely, You're absolutely right, though. And, and I guess I, I'm kind of curious, Jake, and... This is an unfair position. I'm going to try to put you in the mind of Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Ketanji Brown-Jackson. But what is the thinking of either them or, or some of the lower courts as well, though, when it comes to the point that I was making early on in this podcast, that uh, do they actually really believe that a gay web designer should be forced to create a so-called gay conversion therapy website? Or do they actually believe that a Muslim deli owner should be able to be forced to cater uh, a pig roast in violation of their belief? I mean, do they actually really believe that those people should be forced to do that? Or do they say that they should have protections and somehow they don't consider that analogous to Lori Smith? 
Yeah, I certainly hope that they don't believe that. But I think uh, to get to your point, what we've seen is that when government has been asked to prosecute cases going a different direction, uh, that they make different decisions. And what I mean by that, if you remember during Jack Phillips' first case that went up to the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, during that journey up to the court, a religious man went to three secular cake artists in Denver requesting custom cakes criticizing uh, same-sex marriage or, or custom cakes with Bible verses um, uh, talking about that. Uh, and those cake artists, they declined. They said that we don't agree with that message, so no, right. we're not going to create that cake. Well, uh, instead of prosecuting those three cake artists like they did Jack, Free, uh, Jack Phillips, uh, Colorado officials let them off the hook. They said, no, you have the freedom not to promote those messages. So they applied the law in an inconsistent way. Um, so what 303 Creative does, or really what Jack Phillips' first Supreme Court win did for Colorado was say, look, you can't extend one freedom for people with certain views and deny that freedom to uh, religious speakers or others who have different views. Wow. I mean, it's, it's really amazing in, in this day and age, this two-tier justice system where, system of justice, we're pretty much seeing it everywhere. And I hate to get overly political about this, but it just seems like a lot of people on the political left say, we don't really care. The rules don't apply to us the way it applies yeah. to somebody else. You know, And so if, if we do it, well, then that's okay. But if somebody else does it, we want the book thrown at them. And it's like, no, we need to have equal justice under the law. For Look, I will fight for that gay person's right to say, you can't make me create homosexuality as a sin.com website. I mean, I'll fight for that person. You can't compel somebody to violate what they believe with their skills and talents and such. So what do the LGBT activists do from here? They're not going to go, okay, well, then I guess we lost. That's it. Precedent has been set. Uh, do you anticipate challenges? Do you anticipate some some local district attorneys that s still try to bring charges against some Christian businesses and then having to fight the leftist judges back up to the Supreme Court again? Or what happens with this going mm -hmm. forward? Well, we certainly hope we don't see a rise in that kind of activity. Um, but what we have seen uh, in some other cases, Alliance Defending Freedom is representing photographers in both New York and uh, Kentucky. And in at least one of those cases, the government still believes it can compel those photographers to create uh, photographs and write blogs that promote messages that go against uh, their beliefs. And um, they're, they're still defending the law, even though, for example, the Kentucky Attorney General issued a letter saying that uh, you know, they should back down in light of 303 Creative. So, um, you know, mm. time will tell, but Alliance Defending Freedom stands ready to defend the rights of all Americans to say what they believe without fearing government punishment. So, so this is going to be a thing then where it could one of these other cases could end up back at the Supreme Court where the Supreme Court again has to overrule some ninth U.S. Circuit Court or whatever to say no, the 303 creative precedent does is in place and does cover this particular photographer or whatever. Because I see some liberal judges say, no, it's different. I'm calling it apples to oranges and go ahead and letting it run up the flagpole anyway. We hope that doesn't happen, but certainly here at ADF, we're prepared to defend Americans put in that position. Uh, for example, right. Jack Phillips is right now uh, at the Colorado Supreme Court. And uh, if that court does not uphold his right to create custom speech, uh, promoting messages consistent with his beliefs, then we'll appeal that decision up to the U.S. Supreme Court, asking them to apply 303 Creative in that uh, reasonable way. All right. 
Uh, guys, I know we're kind of winding down our time with uh, Jake Warner. Uh, any other questions that, you know, Roger or John, any, anybody else got any thoughts? Uh, really quick, I know we'll talk about this in a moment anyways, but if you're a, if you're a speaker or you're a Christian business, period, you better donate to ADF. Sorry, I'm just going to say that really quick. That. <laughs> Amen, Absolutely. brother. We could be next. No question. Well, well, we absolutely could be. I, I mean, you think about what, what ADF does on the front lines for us. It's, it, it really is incredible. We appreciate yep. all of that. So, uh, Jake, real quick, in our last minute or two that we have left, what you mentioned the photographer case. So what are some, some big things maybe you see on the, the horizon? Because I know here in Michigan, we're paying very close attention to this hate crimes bill that passed our house that would put duct tape over them. It could, could throw people like me in prison. For, for making somebody feel like they were offended in something that I said. So what, what stuff are you guys working on right now? Well, sure. We have a, a number of cases uh, involving uh, speech issues around the country right now, including one that's on petition at the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, we represent uh, a man named Brian Tingley in the state of Washington where uh, mm-hmm. he is uh, being... Uh, potentially threatened to say things uh, in the counseling room that he doesn't believe. You know, he counsels uh, people who want to um, uh, you know, get his help, and, and the state's trying to dictate what he can right. say and what he can't say to them. So we're, we're trying to get the government out of the counselor chair in that particular case. And then in other cases around the country, certainly you have uh, government trying to force people to use uh, certain pronouns uh, that uh, hmm. would promote yeah. messages that go against their beliefs. And, and certainly that's a, a, a viewpoint problem, and we believe 303 right. Creative has a lot to say in protecting those folks. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'll tell you what, we appreciate you guys on the front line. Jake Warner, Senior Counsel for ADF for Alliance Defending Freedom, their appellate team, and Counselor, we appreciate your time with us today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. It was a joy to be with you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. Take care now. God bless. Thanks for all the great work that you do. And boy, I'll tell you, Neil, it is so important what they do. Exactly. I was just going to add, you know, John said we need to support them. Let's remember, they never charged their clients a penny. Jack Phillips had gone after him for years. And 4,000 some odd attorneys uh, make themselves available. That is what the Alliance Defending Freedom is. They make themselves available every single day to preserve these rights for all of us as Americans. So we're going to ask you to give $19 a month. That's 63 cents a day to preserve freedom. And all you have to do is click on the ADF banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. This 303 Creative was their 15th U.S. Supreme Court victory in the last 12 years. Praise wow. God for that. And, you know, with the help of this small army of freedom-loving attorneys, Smith's case went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's good because, as you heard, um, compliance with Colorado's law would have meant that the state was forcing her to violate her beliefs and declare support for same-sex marriage. And as all of you guys said, that could happen to any one of us. But that's not freedom of speech. So this goes way beyond just a win for Lori Smith and 303 Creative. To say it again, it's a monumental win for all of us who cherish freedom of speech. So please give. $19 a month is all we're asking, 63 cents a day. And that's really small compared to the precious constitutional freedoms uh, that we cherish here in our country. So you can give right now. It's simple. Just go to the ADF button. You'll find it at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Just click on that. CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Look for the ADF button. Absolutely. And, and of course, you know, let me mention, by the way, that you can't give unless you've got some money to give. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I was going to say, 
it's the, not help easy. Help us out with that, Roger. Yeah, well, Roger, help. <laughs> the Wilson Financial banner is right next to the ADF banner. It's really very yeah. simple. Dennis Wilson's been helping people for over 50 years steward the money that God has entrusted to them, to you, whether it's for getting ready for retirement, in retirement, and making sure that a part of that, of course, is charitable contributions to places like ADF and Preborn. Uh, 800-696-9970. If you want to make sure that you don't lose a dime during the next election cycle and that you actually have the opportunity to make God-honoring investments in real estate and with like-minded people, uh, that, that's just one of the examples that they have, and also provide benefits that your basic health insurance and certificate of deposit at the bank can't offer you, Dennis has ways. There are alternatives, just the industry doesn't want you to know about it. Uh, click on the Wilson Financial Advisors banner when you go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net or call 800-696-9970. And uh, boy, I, I know uh, Dennis is cheering you know, from his office in South, here in Southern California about the victory here that ADF had and the successes that Preborn has been having too, Bob. It's, been, it's, a, it's a really good time right, right now to be in our situation. Well, it, it is. And that's why it's so important. We want you folks to, to support Dennis Wilson. We want you folks to support ADF. We want you to support Preborn. And remember with Preborn, people say, oh, well, what can I really do to stop abortion? You know, you can give to Preborn right now and pay for ultrasound images. Remember, when a woman sees an ultrasound image of her baby, she chooses life almost all the time. All right? And she ends up accepting the Lord most of the time too. It takes $28 to save one baby's life through ultrasound images. So what we're asking everybody to do is this, pray about it. Maybe God lays a number on your heart, $28 times fill in the blank. That'll be your forever legacy of how many babies' lives you save. $28 times whatever that number is. Here's how you give. Go online to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn. And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn, or you can call 833-850-BABY, and the answer to the phone's 24-7. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. Uh, in the second half of the NCR podcast, folks, we're going to talk about the incredible success of Sound of Freedom, this movie, and the attacks that have been leveled against it by so many in the media. What's all that about? That's coming up. We invite you to listen to the second half. We welcome your five-star reviews, and you can watch video of us as well at MyHopeNow.com and uh, certainly support them and wherever you go to social media. All right, the second half coming up next. This has been a Crawford Media Group production. Continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with Roger Marsh of The Bottom Line from the People's Republic of California, Neil Boron, Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York, John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado, myself, Bob Duco, The Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. In this second half of the podcast, we're going to talk about the incredible success of this Christian film, Sound of Freedom, and the attacks that have been leveled against it. What is all that about? How can anybody, any human being in a civilized society, try to discourage people from seeing a movie that actually exposes child sex trafficking and tries to protect these children. Well, we're going to talk about that as well. So a lot of things coming up in this second half. Also, as you listen to this podcast, we ask you folks, support the sponsors to this podcast. Support ADF, support Wilson Financial, support Preborn. Remember, Preborn is your chance, everybody, to stop abortions to save babies' lives. And you can do it from the comfort of your own home right there in front of your computer or on your phone. It's this simple. Preborn is the main pro-life group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. And those moms choose life almost all the time when they see a picture of their baby. They don't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. 
$28 is the average cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life through ultrasound images. So how much will you give right now? How many babies' lives will you save right now? Take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is, 10 babies, 100 babies, whatever you can afford. It's a one-time gift, and everything you give goes to fund ultrasound. So you can give two ways. Number one, go online to crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on Preborn. You'll see the tab right there, CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Or just give over the phone. You can call right now, 833-850-BABY. A real live person answers 24-7. So call now, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing that. So let's talk about the Sound of Freedom movie. It's been phenomenal. It came out July 4th, and it actually, in a very rare move for movies, it actually increased its second weekend over its first weekend. It's been growing in popularity. The amount of money that's been brought in per screen has been higher than the Indiana Jones movie, the latest one that came out with 114-year-old Harrison Ford uh, just a couple of weeks ago as well. But this movie, Sound of Freedom, has been a phenomenal success. After just two weekends, is over $85 million. By the time we get through this upcoming weekend, it's most likely going to be well over $100 million brought in. And this movie only has a budget of $14.5 million. That's it. So it's already making millions of dollars every day. The only reason it got beat this past weekend was because the new Mission Impossible movie came out, and it's in way more theaters, by the way, than Sound of Freedom is. Jim Caviezel in this movie, Angel Studios. But what we got to remember, too, Disney had this movie sitting on their shelf for the last five years. refusing. You know, this was actually filmed five years ago, folks, right. and Disney has refused to release it. It's like, no, we're not going to let it get out there. Angel Studios, after five years of negotiating, finally managed to wrangle it back. And that's the only reason it's being released now. So let's kind of go around the table and talk about this. First of all, uh, guys, number one, the importance of this movie, before we even talk about the, the attacks against it, the importance of this movie and highlighting how real sci uh, child sex trafficking is around the entire world. This is a very real thing, guys. Yes. You know, it's amazing, Bob, you bring that up because that's actually one of the ways that the left is trying to quiet this movie is, I mean, and I've seen this happening in social media for the past year or two prior to the movie coming out. And that is the fact that the left honestly does not believe that there is a problem with sex, with human trafficking, let alone child sex trafficking. And so the, the whole thing about this is a QAnon conspiracy, this is a MAGA, that's been their talking point for the past year, the past two years, easily, if you look at left-leaning social media. So the idea, you know, we, we sit here and kind of wring our hands and say, how could anybody not be, you know, shocked by this, energized by this, you know, motivated to take action? It's really pretty easy. I mean, when you get right down to it, if you're on the left, John 319 is for you. I mean, this is the verdict. Light is coming to the world, but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds are evil. I mean, in all honesty, we can't find Epstein's black book. Jelaine Maxwell got sentenced to prison for, what, 20 years for, for trafficking children to no one? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really pretty obvious what's been happening in the world. And so now here comes this movie. Of course, Disney, I mean, not that they bought 20th Century Fox just to sit on this movie, but of course they would have absolutely no interest in releasing this film because of the fact that, well, gosh, Jim Caviezel, check. Tim Ballard in Operation Underground Railroad, 
chat. I mean, the, the, that's a, mm-hmm. he had a documentary out. We did a, a screening of it in Southern California uh, back in 2015, when it first came out, their headquarters are in Anaheim and the local theater that was showing it, it was a Fathom events event. They, you know, they picked a Tuesday night, they picked a theater that had 150 seats. They wound up doing four screenings of it because the demand was so popular. I mean, people were just coming out of the woodwork saying, I got to see this movie. And then that's when they started into production. And then the Jim Caviezel thing, like you said. So by 2018, the movie was ready to go. And mm-hmm. then here comes Disney buying 20th Century Fox going, oh, well, we got this project. Of all the projects they had there, let's just kind of slow walk. It wound up at the IRS building in Cincinnati, I think. I mean, you know, it just mm. it, 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 there, there it was gathering dust. Nobody wanted it, but then they fought like crazy to not release it because, quite frankly, no one wants their evil deeds to be exposed in that industry. I mean, it's, it's, it's right. painfully obvious that what, what's, what's happening, but the trafficking is real. The rescues are real. This is a, a, a serialized, if you will, you know, a dramatized account of Tim Ballard's ministry. But I mean, it's it's getting to people, and I love right. the fact that it is getting to people. Mm, it should. Right. It should to get to all of us. Yeah, it's huge. You know, let me just add, uh, I have not seen the movie. By the way, have how many of you guys have seen it? I haven't seen it either. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet, but I got to well, get out and see it. Has any yes, of us seen it yet? I've not I seen it. I don't think so. No. What's wrong with yes. us? I don't hey, know that well, I can watch Pretty it. much all of our listeners have seen it, and we haven't. <laughs> I don't think I can watch it. I, what I, a bunch over, of losers. Over, over the years, I've interviewed enough people and know enough of the insides of all of this yeah. and continue to do those interviews that, honestly, guys, and just being frank, I just don't know that I can go and watch it. Having kids, grandkids, all the things that... I have going on that way and knowing what already goes on. I mean, no offense. Yeah. I'm sure the movie would enlighten me on a few things, but frankly, I know a ton about all of that already. And I just, and, and I want to support the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't know that it's like horror movies. I don't know if I can watch it. Well, yeah. what I was going to say is like, I think that the reason it's so popular with the audiences that are viewing it, not necessarily the people that could have released it, but didn't. But I mean, the reason it's so popular is because it pulls the cover off the septic tank. You know, let's just see what's what's actually going on. And, and think of this too. And this has come up on previous programs. If one in three women have been sexually abused and those are like the reported numbers, it could be higher. And one in four or five boys have been sexually abused in their lifetime. This hits really close to home for a high percentage of people. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I, I remember doing an interview with uh, the local director of what's called People Against Trafficking Humans, PATH. It's very similar to like mm-hmm. International Justice Mission or the, or the Underground Railroad you just talked about, uh, Roger. But uh, in, in the course of that conversation, we had a representative from the Erie County Sheriff's Department on the air with us and i said so how how big is this issue in erie county because you know the movie takes place in where columbia right i mean it's it looks at third world trafficking and so forth and a lot of people get the idea that well this this is happening in cambodia and thailand and places like that around the world but i said is is it a big deal here and she said yes it's everywhere and then Mm -hmm. went on to explain how young girls are being lured into relationships you know these 13 to 7 year 17 year olds that are lonely and feeling disenfranchised and covid had a big impact on their lives and they're struggling with anxiety but some lover boy comes along tells them that they're beautiful lures them into relationships eventually gets them hooked on drugs and then tells them hey look i know you're still a junior in high school but on your way home from school today you need to stop by the local marriott because we've got somebody who flew in from california who wants to spend time with you and if you don't we'll kill you or we'll take the pictures we have of you and put them on the internet or we'll kill your parents or your your sister or brother or whatever yes so that's how this thing works that's right it's terrible 
That's right. And, 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 and really quick, and again, I've interviewed many people. For those that say this isn't real, I've interviewed folks that have come out of this. It is, in fact, mm-hmm. very, very real. And if you don't want yeah. to admit that, you're a part of the problem as far as I'm concerned. And I'll just say that Absolutely. straight up. And Neil, really quick, for a lot of folks that may not know this, everybody thinks, oh, this is the... You know, this is the homeless person. This is that that runaway. This is that that kid that lives on the streets and so on. No, the majority of the people, Neil, you just talked about, mm-hmm. are suburban teens. That's right. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. It, it's it's not uncommon. I mean, I, I, t- I interviewed a couple of girls. They were friends uh, who had gotten into this at age eleven, and this is right after here in the People's Republic of California, we passed a measure back in twenty twelve called Proposition thirty five. It was the first time in California that if a young child, but usually a girl, but sometimes a boy, was arrested for prostitution, they would actually treat the child as a victim of trafficking rather than as a criminal. And I was talking to a woman who you know houses kids, you know, who are in kind of the rehab you know moment of that. And I asked her, I said, "So how did California do now that we passed Prop 35?" She said, "We went from an F minus to an F." in terms of how bad mm. our letter grade was for handling mm. this stuff. But I talked to local police, you know, who got a federal grant, you know, to, to start tar- teaching police officers how to deal with this type of stuff. He says, yeah, you have 90 seconds to change the mind of an 11 year old girl who's been brainwashed for two years that mm-hmm. the pimp is the only person who cares about her. Go, mm. That's right. you wow. know, get, get, get her off the street. Mm. And in talking to one of the young ladies who wound into it, I said, how did you get into it? She said, I went to a sleepover at my friend's house. We're in sixth grade. And I noticed she had all these new clothes. And there was this guy there. She said it was her uncle. And they took me shopping. And they bought me all these thanks to clothes. And next thing they know, they dumped me off on Santa Monica Boulevard. And it basically said, here's the deal. You can go make some money if you want to. And basically, she said, I snuck out of the house and my parents never came looking for me. That's how bad the home life was. But once she eventually was put into a children's home and went into foster care, and she got a job through a Christian organization, actually, that uh, the owners of the... Uh, Uh, the chairman of the board of the Christian organization had a real estate company, hired her as a receptionist. She worked for the first week at this company. She took one look at her paycheck and she quit and asked her why she quit. She goes, are you kidding? And the paycheck was like for 500 bucks. She goes, I could make that in an hour on the street. Mm. Why would I want to go through all this and pay taxes? And so you begin to understand what happens in the minds of these children in terms of their survival instincts and what kind of bad uh, situation they came from. Of course, Hollywood doesn't want you to know that because God forbid something like that were happening in Hollywood too. God forbid that were happening in political circles or in these larger echelon places. And I'm not saying, you know, we all have to get clubs and torches and go start, you know, burning down the castle. But I mean, I think that's why it's striking a nerve with people. I'm sure there are a lot of people who have been victimized by abuse who are resonating with this story. But also Mm -hmm. there are people who are looking behind the curtain and saying, hey, I wonder if this has happened. It's gotten all the way to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I wonder, you know, wh- where this is going. And there's this righteous indignation that says, we are here to protect children and for, to protect their innocence. So if this is happening everywhere, it's happening here and we need to do something. It's nice to see people feel compelled to want to take action. No question about it. I, yeah. I, know, I know this is grossly political, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Okay. This is today's Democratic Party. It is not the Democratic Party of your father or grandfather. Today's Democratic Party, because you know something? Liberals today, I'm not speaking for all of them, okay? But a big chunk of today's liberals and progressives and Democrat voters aren't really offended by child sex trafficking. They're not really offended by 
the sexualization of children. If they were, they'd be offended by the open borders and the coyotes that are using this to sell these children to the sex. The sex trade industry for children has been exploding through Biden's open borders, but they don't care. We're watching the sexualizing of children by drag queens in kindergarten and such, and it's the Democratic Party pushing that stuff. They're happy with naked men walking into locker rooms and showers with little 10-year-old girls standing in front of them. Look at some of the advertising that's done from the liberal left-wing Abercrombie and Fitch ads and such and Hollywood movies sexualizing children on a regular basis and the whole Hollywood child sex exploitation thing going on. And by the way, Roger, if I can say to you, in your own California, in your own backyard, you've got Republicans out there trying to introduce this bill that would that, that would categorize repeat offenders of child sex trafficking as a serious felony, which would then reduce their ability to mitigate those charges against them, is being blocked by Democrats in California. Right. It's right. like, what in the world is going on? Well, you know the reason why the, the initial blockade came up, Bob, it, it's, it's actually as insidious as the, the crimes that they're trying to go after, is the, the implication that the majority of people who would be taken in for these crimes are people of color. And that's just not fair. Well, well then in that case, to, yeah, who cares right. about the children as long as well, it... Well, okay, yeah, Bob, but Bob, I mean, come on. Let, let, here's how we handle this in the People's Republic of California. First of all, we don't call it pedophilia. We call it minor attracted people. That's yeah. right. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so now that we, we've destigmatized it, right, it's really not that big a deal. Which state just lowered its age of consent to 14 so that men can have sex with boys, but now it's okay because they could say, well, he said it was okay. I mean, think of what would happen in the Jeffrey Dahmer trial mm. from all these years ago if the laws and the attitudes of today were applied to his cases. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling to think, but when you have the two worlds and you've got the temporal world that is ruled by the rule of law and that's all that matters, as long as you get power and you can control the courts and you can control the legislatures, then you could basically make the law say anything you want to. But those of us who understand what the Constitution recognizes that says, hey, the Constitution says we hold these truths to be self-evident, Jeff Foxworthy 101, anybody could figure this stuff out. And hmm. we have inalienable rights that are endowed by our creator. So now it's not minor attracted perverts who are running the California state legislature passing these laws. Now it's us saying, wait, we got to get back to what God says, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, protect the innocent, uh, persevere on the behalf of the vulnerable, give everyone opportunity to thrive and succeed. And there's nothing about what's happening in the sex trafficking world right now that helps anybody thrive other than the people who are profiting off of the fact that they're saying, hey, wait a minute, I used to sell drugs and that was a one and done deal. But if I sell people, I can keep selling them over and over and over That's again. Right. So now the gangs are getting into it. And then and yeah. when you see the coyotes and, and the big business that they're making and what do we do? Both politicians and both parties are, are just as guilty. When not just as guilty. Well, okay. I, not just as guilty. I'd put back. I'd push back. I would push back against that. Okay, not just as what, guilty. What has the GOP done to secure borders? I mean, other not than enough. Donald Trump saying, "Not enough." I mean, they've taken more steps than Democrats, but not enough. I mean, we have porous borders, right? Because Democrats mm -hmm. like free votes and Republicans like free labor. But what that does is it leaves the door open now for minor attracted people and for. Uh, we'll take your pick. I mean, how many? How many kids are going to come across the border and claim, I need asylum because I'm transgender? 
And that's what we have in the White House right now saying, right. oh, yeah, well, by all means, we have to we have to help this. But we've not had any sort of meaningful other than build the wall. OK, we'll build the wall. But is the wall done? And is the wall going to do what? It's a good step in the right direction. But there's got to be more legislatively to pers- to stop this hemorrhaging that's coming in through the southern border, at least. I mean, it's just it's 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 a it's a very tangled web. It was dramatically, it was dramatically reduced, not to go all pro-Trump on you, but it was dramatically reduced during Trump's years. It really was. With with the the troops that were on the border and Trump got Mexico to put thousands of troops on their side of the border as well. And the, the, I mean, Customs Border Patrol, CBP, they say that the the amount of encounters that they had were dramatically, I mean, they got down to as little as 1,200 in a month encounters that they were having coming over the border during Trump. Right now, we're looking at 100, 150,000 a month. Incredible. So it was, the border was never completely closed, of course, but it was it was dramatically reduced. And you know who was dying on the vine, who was starving through this, were the coyotes and the sex traffickers because their Oops. supply chain was drying up. Oh, well. under under Trump. So yeah, no no problem with that. I'm I'm totally yeah, fine with that. How I know about you guys. Hey, hey Neil, I, I'm curious, Neil, to get your take on this. Roger's a pastor, but you're a pastor also. And to me, this is this is spiritual. This is demonic. These people need to have a millstone thrown around their neck and cast into the sea what they're doing to these children. But I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. You have the very same left wing in this country that says an 11-year-old, a 12-year-old is old enough to make a lifelong decision about puberty blockers, sterilization, and body mutilation surgery. Uh, it's not that much of a stretch. They're going to say, hey, that 11-year-old is old enough to decide whether to enter into a consensual sexual relationship. Well, all human beings are created in the image of God and are therefore right. valuable. And, you know, that's from womb to tomb. When we're talking that that also obviously ties in with our conversations about pro-life matters. But, you know, um, these are the most vulnerable and innocent among us. These are our children. And uh, by the way, I just want to make a, a plea to parents. Know what your kids are looking at on the Internet. Right. Know who they're hanging out with. Because the old days of, you know, abducting children, well, it still happens. And sometimes a guy does run into the mall in a ski mask and throw a child in a van and drive off but that's that's the exception now i mean these young girls and others are being lured into relationships online and then later offer drugs and um and are always under coercion so they're fearing for their lives or the lives of their parents or exposure you know they've been sold out for who the, who they are and what they've done and th- that kind of shame you know keeps them from coming forward and then the drugs keep them addicted and keep them desperate and so i mean this stuff is happening in our own neighborhoods and it's happening all over the world and i think we need to be aware of it but it is 100 percent demonic because it involves the destruction of children created in the image of god and i think as believers we need to stand against it pray against it do everything we possibly can to stand up against it and you know i'm just Grateful that we have an opportunity to talk about this kind of stuff on a regular basis because of the kindness and generosity of groups like Alliance Defending Freedom. Of course, we talked with Jake Warner earlier uh, about some of their work. They just won their 15th U.S. Supreme Court case in the last 12 years. Incredible victory, you know, defending Lori Smith of 303 Creative, but in the process, defending our right to freedom of speech to talk about these things boldly and with clarity. And so we're asking you to consider giving $19 a month, which is only 63 cents a day, to protect freedoms by clicking on ADF, the ADF button at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. 
the war on our children, the war on free speech, it's, it's real and it's happening in real time right under our noses. And, you know, the state of Colorado right now is trying to twist that whole 303 creative thing and say that Lori Smith made up this case. She fabricated it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sex trafficking isn't fabricated and the threats to our freedom of speech is not fabricated. It's real and it's happening. And that's why Alliance Defending Freedoms uh, attorneys, 4,000 plus attorneys are working day and night to help protect our freedoms. And it, it is making a difference. We are winning some of these battles and we're holding our ground for things that are right in the sight of our God. And so I want to encourage you to give generously to Alliance Defending Freedom and let your voice be heard through your support for this incredible organization. It's only $19 a month, 63 cents a day is all that we're asking, which is tiny compared to the price that people paid originally to purchase our freedom. So give today. Just go to the ADF button, click on it at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And as I said earlier, uh, and as we know, we can't give generously if we don't take care of our own financial households. And Roger, you've got something to say about that and what Wilson Financial is doing to help protect our finances so that we can be generous in giving to these things. Yeah. One of the things we love about the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness here in the United States is that what God blesses us with, we can, uh, we're called to be fruitful and multiply it. It doesn't matter how much we do or don't have. Many people don't have a set dollar amount for what a successful retirement looks like or what it means to be a successful individual. It, it basically comes down to how God has blessed you and how you can best manage the resources to which he has entrusted you. And that's where Dennis Wilson's counsel has always been rock solid. For more than 50 years, he's been offering advice and finding alternatives to what you typically see in the market. You go to those big brokerage houses and they've got two or three products they want to sell you. Dennis finds alternatives that are backed in real estate and life insurance and, and have guaranteed income results and, and oftentimes offer three or four more different opportunities for income and medical coverage and things that you won't find in the big banks and brokerage houses. And that's why I love working with this man. He's a great man of God. He's a good steward of his own company and resources, and he will help you as well not lose a penny in retirement, find the way to get as close to zero tax in retirement as well. Um, 800-696-9970, or just click on the Wilson Financial Advisors banner when you go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, because at the end of the day, the name of the game is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, and and how and where we do that, um, the resourcing that we have oftentimes determines where our feet can go, I mean, and, and, and what kind of impact we can have. Right. So true. So true. So we do want you to support uh, the sponsors to this podcast. We appreciate you folks doing that. Uh, support them. And I know when you hear us talking about children, of course, think about the most vulnerable of the children, a child that hasn't even been born yet. You know, and we look at that and you say, oh, I'd love to stop abortion. You can't stop abortion everywhere, but you know what? You can stop one or two or 10 or 50 abortions if you'd be willing to give to pre-born. That's right. Preborn is the main pro-life group. Remember that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms all over the, the country. They do this in pro-life centers, but it takes money to pay for these ultrasounds. If a woman sees a picture of her baby, she chooses life almost all the time. So what do you say? Would you pay for some ultrasound images by giving to preborn? It's this simple. $28 stops one abortion. That's the average cost. So how many abortions would you be willing to stop? This is going to be the forever legacy of your family. Is it 10 abortions? Is it 50 abortions? Whatever. Take $28 times fill in the blank. Whatever number maybe God lays on your heart. And that's your one-time gift to preborn. And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. So you got two ways to give. You can go right now to crawfordmediagroup.net 
and click on the Preborn tab, CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn, or just call 833-850-BABY, and you can talk to a real-life person, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing that. And we've got just about uh, three, four minutes left in this podcast as we kind of wind down our time talking about the Sound of Freedom movie and the the criticism against this movie, but it continues to do very well. Really quick too, Bob, it's not just criticism. Yeah. I've been seeing some things on social media where even some of the theaters are like at times sabotaging the movie. I know, have you seen the that? Lights, uh, you know, th- different sirens and things going off during the movie. I mean, and I'm, granted, I'm not saying it's widespread in every theater, but this shouldn't be happening at all anywhere, period. Actually, let me ask you about that, John, because that, that's a very good point you bring up. I wonder, do you think that's because you have some local left-wing managers of those theaters yep. that are trying to sabotage it? Yep. Or, or no, hold on, or... Might this be a spiritual thing and Satan is manipulating some of that kind of stuff too? Or maybe a combination both. of I mean, both? I think it's probably a combination of the two, Bob. I, I mean, either is possible, but I can tell you it, in, in looking, and I'm sorry, I, not to be judgmental, but when you look at some of the individuals that are in some of these videos that show what's going on, I, no offense, you can almost tell a lefty by how they look. <laughs> I know. Look, I, I get I'm what sorry, you're saying. I'm sorry, but you can. What, what, what do you, what do you guys, I mean, you guys have any thoughts, uh, Neil or Roger, about the, the movie theater problems? Because there's a lot of anecdotal accounts, and it does seem like it's beyond just coincidence. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it is. Go ahead, Roger. I, I don't oh, have a lot I, to say about that, but there's if it smells like a rat, it probably is. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's spiritual yeah. warfare, and it's spiritual warfare working through theater operators or whatever. I saw a TikTok video of a woman who said she and some friends bought tickets, went to go to the show. When they got there, they were told the show had been canceled because the air conditioning wasn't working. They walked throughout the theater, and they were still showing the movie. I mean, they're still you know doing yeah. it. There's just no one in there. Every other theater had air conditioning, and they walked into each one of them. They said, and the, you know that the whole building right. did. It was just that one theater. And I thought, well, okay, well, if if it happens once, it's a fluke. If it happens twice, it's a trend. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised because, uh, well, you know, I mean, the yeah. enemy does not want this. That's right. That's I, I, I think I, yeah, I think Satan is doing some of the stuff combined with working through some of these leftist uh, managers Agreed. that just don't want people seeing this. So anyway, uh, we always appreciate you folks listening to us here on this podcast. Don't forget, support the sponsors to this podcast. We appreciate you giving to ADF and we appreciate you giving to uh, Wilson Financial. We appreciate you giving to Preborn and we appreciate your five-star reviews on wherever you uh, listen to this podcast. You can also watch video of this podcast at myhopenow.com and you can certainly follow My Hope Now wherever you do social media. And of course, listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Neil Boron, Neil Boron live out of Buffalo, New York. John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Roger Marsh, the bottom line from the People's Republic of California. Myself, Bob Duco out of Michigan. Guys, great catching up with you. Thanks a lot. And I don't know, maybe we all got to break down again. I got to go see this movie. I just, I got to say, I get what you're saying, John. I get it, but I, I got to see this movie. I want to see it. I just haven't had the time. So I know. I haven't either. That's, I know. know, Me too. Same thing. So, hey, look forward to catching up with you guys next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless. You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life.
Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to Save Babies Now. Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth. Your generous financial support makes it possible for ADF to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to give your financial support. Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. From your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Be sure to follow My Hope Now wherever you follow social media. And please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app. Look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.